0: Welcome back to the experience. Today my guest is Holly O'Quinn. Thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Holly uh, has been an emergency nurse for 20 years. Seven years. 27 years. Oh shit, I missed those. 27 and, years. And um after that you decided to Well, hold up. Let me let me go back. You're also an actress. Mm-hmm. Stunt woman? Yes. NP, Nurse Practitioner. Correct. What else are you?
1: That's it. Okay, okay. That's enough. A mother. (laughs) Right.
0: So, like, did you want to act first or become a nurse? So, I was a nurse
1: um, first. Okay. And then uh, my brother was a stunt coordinator, and when I went and saw him on set, I became a stunt person working for him for years. And so, I did dual service being, being a nurse and being a stunt person for the last 27 years.
0: And what made you choose ER nurse?
1: Um, I like the adrenaline.
0: Yeah, I remember we talked the about The adrenaline
1: that, yeah. and the constant of not knowing what's coming through the door. So it kept me sharpening my skills and mm-hmm. made me a better person every day.
0: And you know, currently, you said you still do that about once or twice a month to I keep do. the skills set up? I currently
1: up. do it twice a month. But, um, still doing the ER, emergency nurse. Right. as a nurse practitioner as a provider there
0: what um what made you want to go the nurse practitioner route like how many I years always ago? I wanted to
1: open my own clinic. Okay. So I always wanted to help people in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. I helped them at their worst, I wanted to help them at their best. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what my niche was exactly until I had my own personal journey with the hormones. And right. then that's what made me go into my own personal journey with my nurse practitioner
0: so before the hormone situation, you had never really thought about doing something. like. You um, I was
1: going to med school. Okay. And I was married at the time. And when I was accepted to med school, he told me not to go. Oh, wow. So I didn't and stayed being a mother and uh, did that. I raised my kids. They were healthy. They were great. They were fantastic. And when they got old enough to be on their own, I went back to school and did what I wanted to do.
0: Right. What was his uh, excuse, if you don't mind me asking? Like, well, you don't need to do
1: Just that. Just said you had enough education. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. he said you can either be a doctor or a mother. Which one do you want to be? Oh, wow. So uh, I chose uh, being a mother.
0: I would say you did the right thing and you did the right thing. Yeah,
1: fantastic. You
0: know? I mean, it all works out the way it's supposed to. So when you took this journey to become a nurse practitioner, Was it an easy route? Because, I mean, that's
2: like... It's not. I
1: was working three jobs and raising three children and caring for a grandmother who was 97, 98 years old, full-time, and doing school at nighttime. Wow. So, I probably slept about two hours a day for about four years.
0: And you... Were you competing back then? Because you also have competed in the past, right? In the
1: past, I have. I was not. Okay. Um, I competed in the early 90s. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, because obviously, you wouldn't be able to meal prep and do all that crazy stuff.
1: Absolutely not.
0: So your clinic,
1: would yes. you like to
0: tell folks what it's called?
1: So it's called Oak House Med Spa, and it's in Harahan, and nice. it's a hormone replacement therapy.
0: I love the name. Yes. I, I just love it.
1: So Oak House came from my last name, O'Quinn. Okay. And um, my son at the time, or when he was younger, he used to call himself Dr. Oak. <laughs> and so when I got my, my doctorate degree, and he's becoming a doctor, nice. so both of us were called Dr. Oak. So we had Oak House. Wow. And then it was a medical spa, so we did that. So we were able to accomplish anything that we needed to do in there.
0: Okay. So are you all working together? Not a, yet. He's still
1: okay. in med school. He's gotcha. fourth year in med school.
0: What is he, what type of doctor? He's going to he be
1: orthopedic be? trauma. Wow. Yeah. So.
0: So I'll definitely dive into the um, the new stuff that you're working on, because for me, it's new. Mm-hmm. Um would you like to give people, like, a description about, like, what you specialize in? Like, why, like, I've been coming to you and other so people? So I
1: specialize in bioidentical hormone replacement. And what that is is that it's very unique to each person. Okay. And it's hormone replacement that we've had since we were born. And over the years, has gotten some bad reputation about causing cancers and breast cancers and testicular cancers and all the things that it is. And over time, we've developed naturopathic medicine so that we're able to do... Um, hormone replacement to keep us younger and yes. keep us more active and keep our muscles going. And, uh, you know, if we remember that our heart is a muscle, Yes. we need to keep that going at all times.
0: Do you believe that we, how many years away do you feel like we are from like being a hundred years old and still looking like this? Is that 10 so years,
1: So this years? started years and years ago. Mm-hmm. However, it's not become popular. I, I gained a lot of the popularity from COVID. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I did COVID, um, and I worked all over the United States with COVID, and I felt that our generation between thirty and sixty were the healthy generation that were keeping our families healthy. Yes. Where the older generation was, were the ones that were in the hospital, and the younger generations were the ones that were not getting sick. Gotcha. So that thirty to sixty-five or thirty to sixty range were the ones that were in the gyms. They were the ones working out. They were the ones working from home. And they knew that if they kept themselves healthy, that they weren't going to be their parents and they weren't going to be their children. And that they were the ones that if they got the one off that were sick, that there was something wrong in their life. Hmm. So since 2020, I say that they've gotten a more youthful generation where they become into this more naturopathic medicine and they're not listening to the doctors and Hmm. the pharmaceutical companies anymore because they want to do something naturally or gain some kind of popularity in the naturopathic medicine.
0: Right. Like your primary care, like you, you're not going to go to them for like your hormones. Correct. They're going to go to you. Correct. Because you specialize in that. You've dedicated your life to that. And um, because of your, your personal own history. Yeah, personal Correct. history, would you Would you like care to like discuss a little bit about sure. that? Sure. So in 2000, yeah,
1: absolutely. So in 2005, I had a hysterectomy. I was told that at that time I had everything removed. hmm and so I was young at that journey I was in my right. 30s and I thought you know this is what I'm supposed to be doing years later I kept saying there was things wrong with me the doctors kept saying I was crazy um, it, you know, that I just needed to go through menopause because mm-hmm. I was going through surgical menopause at that time, um, naturally okay. and just deal with the consequences of what surgical menopause meant.
0: Is that where they implement it?
1: So surgical menopause means that I was young enough in my body in my thirties to get everything removed, oh, okay. but not physically, um, hormonally, Have the like menopause. through the pituitary gland and all that go through the menopause. Gotcha. And so surgically they removed it, meaning mm-hmm. put me in menopause. Gotcha. They didn't give me any medications for years i was complaining saying things were happening my body was changing my muscle strength was going i was unable to compete again and i was working on all these athletic adventures that i never had the strength and i kept losing it every day so right. i went from 30 to 60 physically in a long in just a short period of time wow. when i finally got to endocrinology i kept saying that there was something wrong with me they mm. told me nothing was wrong And then I convinced a doctor at that time to do hormone therapy for Mm -hmm. me because I felt that that was something that I needed. At that time, it was kind of new. Yes. And that was in 2013-14. And they did the hormone therapy for me and just kept giving me the hormones because I kept complaining that things were wrong. And they would say, no problem. I have no idea how to adjust it, but we're going to just keep giving them to you until you feel better. Oh, wow. And then in 2015, um, I became hormone toxic. I was, What's um, that? I had a fitness studio mm-hmm. and I was working out one day and passed out, wound up having brain swelling, wound up in ICU for a total of five days. And they kept telling me that I had something wrong with me in my brain or I had an aneurysm. Mm-hmm. So after, you know, five days in ICU and all this testing, they figured out that there was nothing wrong. So they called it with a pseudo tumor, meaning Sino. that they couldn't find anything, but they were going to say that it acted like a tumor. Mm-hmm. And when they did hormone labs on me, I was in the 2,000 ranges of toxicity. Oh, wow. And sure. so I kept telling them that I was on hormone um,
0: like you were just living like blockers. That and I
1: was doing things that I was trying to do counteract. and implement to counteract what was happening. And so through going through that therapy myself, I wound up fixing myself. Hmm. Brain swelling went down. I was able to operate. They were able not to operate and do a bunch of things for me. And so... We've learned that over time that they didn't remove my ovaries right. at the time in two thousand and five. They did it again in two thousand nineteen. <sighs> they had some medical error, obviously. Right. Um so
0: fourteen years you lived like that. Correct. Holy so then two thousand nineteen
1: <sighs> came, they removed my ovaries again. Wow. Is what they said in their chart, this is how they documented it. Um and that's when I went into actual menopause and still they were unable to touch me. They, did, they would not give me medicine. They would not give me any therapy. They would say, you know, you had problems in the past. And I kept saying that I'm, I've i gained 40 pounds. Right. I've gained 35 inches total in my body. I told them that I was having headaches. I was unable to comprehend how to work as an ER nurse. And that was my, that was my job. Yeah,
2: you're I could, and
1: I was told at some point that like, I'll never be a nurse again. Huh. They were trying to put me on seizure medicine and I refused all of it. So I was fired from neurology. I was fired from endocrinology. I was fired from the hospital as a patient. And I found this company that I work for now, which is Avexapel. Mm-hmm. And Avexapel, I uh, found some people that were world renowned and they looked through all of my charts. They looked through all of my stuff and they said, Your problem is, is you need hormone therapy. Wow. So. But they you were s- already kind of getting, getting, getting it. I was already kind of getting it, but they never knew how to manage it. Yes. So I finally got um, to these world-renowned doctors, they, and like I said, they looked at all my charts, they looked at everything, and they said, we can help you. Didn't believe a word they had to say in all 2019, because right. at that point I had been through all, all the things that I needed to be through. Sounded like hell. Right, it was. <laughs> I mean, I'd lost a marriage by that point, I'd lost jobs by that point, I was crying all the time, I was raising three kids, and still trying to function every day. I would lay in the bed for hours at a time, not be able to lift my head off, on, off my pillow.
2: That's crazy. And then I
1: was up to 170 pounds at that point at five foot five. I was very large. Yeah. And they kept saying that nothing was wrong. Hmm. So, um, like I said, in 2019, when I had my ovaries removed again in medical charting, is what they say. Um, I was able to fix my hormones. And from then I lost a total of 35 inches instantly.
2: Hmm.
1: I got off of any medication that they ever put on. I never had to take seizure medicine, and the doctors looked at me like some kind of miracle happened. And all in while, it was just balancing the right hormones and right. getting back to where I needed to be right. originally of where it was.
0: And, and the ovaries sounded like it was poisoning you or, or well, whatever. Well, they were
1: healthy. They were there. Okay, gotcha. But someone told me when they weren't there, and so they were treating me as if they weren't there in my body. True. <sighs> Yeah, so it was kind of a crazy journey. Yeah. Um, like
0: putting shit in you that's a for someone correct, without, horm- without an ovaries.
1: I mean, but I went through the whole gambit, and I'm, I'm sure most women have done this. They've gone through, like, breast implant illness. They've gone through hormone illness. Mm-hmm. They've gone through menopause. They've gone through all the things that they need to go through. And if you look up all the symptoms of every disease, we all had the same thing. So you go to the doctor, and they say, okay, your foot hurts. Mm-hmm. Then you take care of your foot. But the real reason is that something else is going on. Yes. So looking at the total body and going very naturopathic, I've been naturopathic my whole life. Um, It made me think that something else needs to happen. Like I need to give back to somebody else. So after 27 years of being in trauma, my whole life in ER and working through that through the hospitals, I've seen people at their worst, it was time for me to see people and try to make them their best. Right so like help them actually absolutely so when i went back to school and i graduated with my nurse practitioner i said i will help anyone and anyone that needs anything to come to me and i mean if that meant concierge medicine that's what i'm doing for you mm-hmm. that meant being your psychiatrist or psychologist because that's what sometimes happens yeah. but to realize that all these things stem from hormones or natural hormones we're missing the whole boat. Yeah. Like the whole world is missing this concept of natural hormone replacement.
0: I, I believe that because, you know, most of my life I was taking, you know, substances for bodybuilding and things sure. like that. And now, like, you approach me with this, like, this new thing to mm-hmm. me, old to you, but, uh like, the pellets, you know. Like, like what is that for people that have never heard of that? Testosterone pellets, basically.
1: So, yeah, the, the pellets are the fan... the. They're not the newest thing, but they're right. most of the most fantastic thing that's ever been created. Right. So for years, we've done testosterone injections, Correct. we've done estradiol or estradiol uh, blockers. Okay. So for men, for years, you'd walk into a doctor's office and you say, hey, things don't work. The doctor would write you a prescription and walk out the door.
2: Right.
1: If I wanted to work, I made gains in the gym. I had friends, I had people, I had whatever I needed, I can get wherever I needed to go right. and get that information. But he walked in and he said, hey, I'm depressed. I have weight gain. I have nothing. I have no idea what's going on. Um, I don't know what's happening with my body. I have these weird symptoms that are going on. Please help me. And they say, oh, you're just getting old. Yeah. So then that's when women and men both went to these other venues and we got all this stuff that we got from our friends on the black market and did all these things that we needed to do to make ourselves feel better. So Hormone Pelletine has been around since about 2014, Mm -hmm. even a little bit before then. But this company that I'm with has been around since 2014. And what that is, is naturopathic medicine. So it's made with wild yams. It's very bioidentical to yourself. So um, for my practice, I draw lab work. I find out exactly where it fits into our formulas. There's no cookie cutter stamp. There's nothing. It's based on your lab work, you specifically. And we put those and implant them underneath the skin.
0: Yeah, I, what what I think would kind of sold me on it was because obviously I came to you wanting to change my life to like, whatever I have to put in, like mm-hmm. if I have to stay on this for the rest of my life, I want right. to be safe and healthy, correct. you know, because the oil based stuff is what it thickens the platelets, it, it
1: thickens your blood,
0: blood, correct. Yeah, thickens right.
1: your hemoglobin and hematocrit, right.
0: which causes heart attacks and guys correct. like myself, but correct. with the pellets, it is plant based and it doesn't do any of that. And I just thought, wow, so okay. I don't have to stick every other day or which causes the blood levels. The, you know, it's just, sure. it just seems like it completes everything. Which it is, does. Yeah. But because
1: what? it goes over time. Mm-hmm. And so it dissolves in layers versus dissolving in a big ball. Yes. Because you're injecting every week. And so when you inject every week, you have an up and you have a down. And yes. these are constant and consistent in your system. Right. So they allow for things like um, prostate protection. They allow for heart protection. They allow for... Um, all kinds of dementia protection Mm. and all the things that we do so if you think about it when we're young none of us are really unhealthy unless you're born with some kind of severe illness Mm. but over time as we age we get unhealthy yes and then we also get more diseases so as we get diseases we fix diseases that's why we go to the doctor so staying healthy and doing all the things that we need to do over time and being preventative with naturopathic medicine then we don't need that hospital system as often, so it's not regulated as often, so people think that it's something wrong with it. Yeah. So if I'm not going to my primary care doctor, right, then I have a problem. But why do you go to your primary care doctor You once a year for your visit, and you say, I have a problem, and they go, okay, we'll fix it. And mm-hmm. then they move on. And what do they do? They prescribe you a pill.
0: Right. And when I told you, when I went to my primary care and he did my levels and Mm -hmm. he thought they were astronomically high, you were Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, that's where I want to keep your levels because for a healthy functioning male, that's...
1: Because that's where you function and you're optimized. So each person is different. So if I said that you as a male at your age and your height and your weight, this is what you're supposed to be, then we would be a range Mm -hmm. of what it's supposed to be. So if your level is 500 and you're not feeling good and you're having symptoms, then you're not operating or optimized at your maximum potential. Right. So what did you do? You go to the gym, you find your friend, you get an injection, you do things illegally, and you wind up with a heart attack. Mm. Because all this time you're doing everything with your blood work that no one's paying attention to. Yeah. So for me, what I do is I'm paying attention to your blood, I'm finding out what your symptoms are doing, I'm finding out how you're feeling, and I'm treating you according to symptoms and maximizing your outcomes of what you're doing.
0: It's been working so far for me. I definitely so. feel uh, 100 times better.
1: But I can tell you, men and women alike, so even men walk in and they're all, oh, I go to the gym, I do these things, I have no problems, you know, there's nothing wrong with me, my libido is great, everybody has a story about how good their libido is, right? Yep. And then I find out what your testosterone levels, and then I hit you with the information of like, your libido is not where it's supposed to be. You should be waking up like this every day. You should be having this kind of stamina every day. This is what you should be doing. You should have muscle gains. You should have weight loss. You should have hair growth. You should have no anxiety, depression. You should have all these things, lack of anxiety. Everything that goes along, Then I get that person that has that aha moment and mm-hmm. goes, what do you mean?
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I thought once a week was normal. No, every day is normal. You know, if Um, I wake up with a heart on every day, that's what I'm supposed to have. Why don't I have that? And when you start talking in real terms to people, people start understanding that this is not normal. And so I have a generation of 20-year-olds that will come in and say, you know, hey, Holly, this is a problem. And now I'm having them open up about different situations. And just like I have women who thought they were doing the deed of being the wife or being the girlfriend and having to go through the motions of what um, intimacy should be. And then I give them the ability to have proper intimacy by having them properly regulated, regulated is their their actual hormones. Their their hormones are regulated. They're feeling good about themselves They're not having anxiety. They're not having a depression. They're having an actual desire to have sex with their partner or Mm -hmm. whoever that person may be that has changed relationships. I mean, I tell a story about a 30 year old, uh, a 60 year old woman who came Mm in married for 30 years, came to me, with her husband, was embarrassed to talk about the entire hormone replacement therapy. He yeah. said, you know, I don't care what you do, but I'll pay you any amount of money if you fix my wife. He said, I don't care what it costs. I don't care what you have to do, but fix my wife for me. He left. She sat there with me for an hour and a half and cried and told me that she has sex with her husband. She hates it. She hasn't had a desire to have sex. She has depression, anxiety. You know she has all of these other symptoms she's on 25 different medicines for all this stuff in three hormone sections um, the husband came back to me the wife and the husband together sat down at my table and she's crying and she said for the first time in 30 years I have a normal healthy sexual sexual relationship with my husband it doesn't hurt I'm not on my medicine wow. my blood pressure's regulated and for the first time my breast cancer scans came back normal Wow. So that was like an aha moment for me. And I was like, this is why I do what I do.
2: Right.
1: Because I'm making people healthy because this is what life is supposed to be. We're primates. We're supposed to be having interactions. We're supposed to be having things that we do. Yeah. Why aren't we?
0: Well, well, when did like people start declining, you know, like the 20-year-old situation, Mm -hmm. you know, how I found out about you was through our buddy, mutual friend, Uh and, um, I just thought that was crazy that he's that age and he had such low T. Like, why do you think that's happening to people younger when they say that's supposed to be? I think over
1: time, yeah, over time, I think we've done a lot of different things to our foods. We've done a lot of different things to our our atmosphere. Right. We've done a lot of different things to our... Um,
0: Like naturally lowering our...
1: 100%. Microdosing of any kind of plastics that you want to call it. You can Mm -hmm. call it microdosing, any kind of you want. You can also call it from from a young age. We were told that we were not supposed to have these kind of emotions or physical feelings or um, even you're not supposed to be a sexual person every day or do things like that. And so over time, when you were 15 years old, 15 to 19, what were you, you know, you yeah, were young sure. and dumb, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so as we get older, then we're not supposed to be as active. And as we continue to get older, and as you go up in the ages, nobody ever thinks that that's a normal act. Hmm. But to, for me, if I'm treating a 70 year old, and a 70 year old woman is telling me she's still having sex, I'm thinking that's amazing. Oh, that's like, badass. I, That's my goal at yeah, life, to continue yeah. to want to have this kind of intimacy for all these years. But when I was telling my doctors at 30 years old, I'm not having these emotions, or at 40 years old, and I'm sitting here saying there's a problem, they're just telling me to just get old and go through it. Yeah, and that's not healthy. It's such
0: a yeah. And so
1: we've kind of gone and declined over time because what is easier to do? If patch things, you know, like oh, so you're having anxiety? Let me give you an anxiety pill. Mm. Oh, you're depressed? Let me give you something for depression. Or you're fat? Well, maybe it's just because you're eating. Yeah. And that's not the answer. The answer is because. When I was younger and I was balanced and my hormones were balanced, I didn't have all these problems. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm older, now I'm at risk for breast cancer. I'm at risk for ovarian cancer. I'm at risk for diabetes. I'm at risk for heart disease. Why? Because all of my things are declining and I'm not being protective of the organs and the things that I have naturally. I was born with estrogen testosterone. Why do I not need it at 40 or 50?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Why Uh, do you not need it at 30? Why do you not need it at 40? Hmm. But if I'm a man and I go in there and I say, hey, this is not working, the doctor's going to give me a little blue pill and I'm going to be good, right?
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: But now they have a little pink pill for a woman. Yeah. So why are we trying to fix things through pharmaceutical mm-hmm. instead of trying to fix it nor- like right. naturally, Correct. normally?
0: Correct, What do you think of somebody that's watching this or listening to this and they're feeling like, hey, maybe I have some of these symptoms? Um, if it, you know, Obviously <laughs> for people that live in the area, please yeah. go see Holly. But for people that don't, like, what would you su- suggest that they do?
1: So I think, you know, it's it's a very hard discussion that you have because it's an intimacy discussion at, at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, when you go to your doctor, you say, hey, like, I, I go back to the same thing. Like, my foot hurts. The doctor's able to fix it. Hormones are something that's not fixed instantly or um, not fixed in a quick – let me see how I can say this. We want instant gratification for a lot of things. And so for – an instant gratification is my foot hurts, I get a pain pill, I, I hit an x-ray, and I have an answer. Mm. For hormones, when I tell you that I don't feel good, or I have depression, or I have low libido, or I have all these other issues, then what happens is is that I have to take time to fix you, yeah. and it takes a lot of work on your part, and my part, and a lot of communication. And so many people have not had the ability to communicate with their providers um, for a long time that they don't understand that connection that you need. So yeah. I spend a lot it's of time... Personable. It's very personable. I mean... I could ask you four times in the first four visits that I see you, do you have low libido or do you have depression? And by the fourth time I ask you, you're going to finally admit, you know what? I didn't realize I did, but now I'm better. Mm -hmm. Or now have you treated me? And now I'm going to tell you that when I first came to see you, this was happening. And so it's a big intimacy thing. For years, no one talked about intimacy. No one talked about emotion. No one talked about anxiety, depression. And now everybody's more open. And I think the world now is with social media even. For sure, yeah. That everything with social media even is very public. And so TikTok has opened up a whole lot of things about intimacy levels, hormone levels, and all the different things. So I think people want to talk about it more and they want to find a solution instead of a Band-Aid.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely, like you told me in the beginning, you know, we're going to start you on this path, this mm-hmm. journey. And mm-hmm. you said it's not going to be in one month. It's mm-hmm. it's going to be a balancing act. And, you know, we've been working very closely. Like, if I have to text you, you answer. Like, you're very mm-hmm. great about responding. And like I told you, I was going to somebody else like two years ago and I felt like I went to them to like fix me Mm -hmm. right because like hey I'm getting closer to 40 I don't want to die at 40 from taking steroids or you know abusing the shit out of my body but if I have to stay on this stuff what's the safest route to go and and it's like you know like I want to know what's going on inside
2: right so I feel like
0: with you it's like you I mean you've been delivering since day one everybody that's been going to you and um i'm excited you know because i know we just started but i'm just excited
1: but i do want to say this that when you give people control they become more compliant so Mm -hmm. by you allowing allowing me to educate you and to give you the right information and to gain your trust through it then in turn you're going to gain trust through me too because you're going to realize that you're in control of how you feel Mm -hmm. and that when someone's actually sitting there and listening to you and telling you like yes i hear you i understand you and for me having gone through it myself personally, I'm not some young person that's going to say, oh yes, I understand. I just got out of school and the textbook says this is something that I personally went through as a journey and I experience it every day. And every day that I get a new person that comes in and tells me or lets down their walls and talks to me, I feel like I gain a new experience to be able to offer someone else the right therapy. Yes. If I don't have the answer, I'm going to find you the answer. I'm never gonna tell you a lie and I'll be very transparent. And I think that's the joy and things that I get out of you. I've seen you at your worst in the ER. I'm gonna see you and try to make you your best. And that's my goal in my clinic, is to make you your best and optimize your care so that I don't have to treat you for diabetes, I don't have to treat you for hypertension, I don't have to treat you for heart disease. I have breast cancer patients that for the first time they said, I'm not going to bed and waking up in a pool of sweat. I feel like I'm human again. I don't feel dehumanized after I've had breast cancer. I have guys who had high prostate cancer counts that were doing testosterone for a long time that come back to me and they say for the first time I can, you know, pee without it dripping or to do whatever. And I'm hearing all these stories over and over every time that just keep reminding me why I'm doing what I'm doing.
0: That's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a
1: very rewarding job that I wake up to every day.
0: Or. So, right now, you you just opened up your place a couple weeks ago, right? Or two months so ago? So, I
1: opened up in January. Mm-hmm. I was in a different location. Gotcha. And we gotcha. moved over to this location in August. Well, um
0: What's the future for the Oak House? Like, I know you're, you're still building out some stuff. You got another room that you're getting. We're
1: growing uh, every day. Yes. Yes. Like, is
0: your goal to, because do you plan on, like, uh, participating in like research? Cause I know you like on the cutting edge stuff. So like I do,
1: I do all the things. So I constantly go to like literally on Tuesday, I'm going to another conference. Mm-hmm. I just came back from Chicago, went from another yes. conference. I try to stay into women's wellness because that is so underrated. Right. Everybody comes in and says, Hey, these are the problems and women just get discredited a lot. Yeah. Men too also come in and say, Hey, I want to do these things and they get discredited because they think that one pharmaceutical pill is going to fix it all. Yeah. And so um, my thing is to always stay educated, always stay on the cutting edge, offer new things as much as I can possibly do to keep people healthy, to do the things they need to do, and and grow and continue to grow and offer the same personalized care. I still want to offer the phone call that you need at 9 o'clock at night in case you have a problem, the one at 6.30 in the morning when you need to see me. I want to be able to offer those things. I don't ever, I mean, look, growth is fantastic, absolutely, but I never want to i guess dehumanize what yeah. i'm doing because it's a number i want to keep it personal as much as i can well
2: yeah
0: because that person that might feel like oh well holly couldn't respond back to me and they really need you, you like you don't want them to feel like they're helpless because right. they probably feel right. helpless like i know i felt helpless when i came to you well and i have know? people
1: that help me so the people that i have with me have mm-hmm. been through the journey with me they've also have seen me through the times they've seen me at my worst they've seen me at my best um, and so the people that I have answering those calls and answering those things for me and helping me out and helping me be able to expand to many more patients um, have the same quality that I'm looking for in myself. Wow! So I never want to take that away from me because I want to be able to touch everybody and say, you know, I'm taking care of you personally.
0: That's great. That's really uh, great. What would you say to the younger generation and even the older generation about? being responsible for their hormones because a lot of people don't think about it people don't so, take care yeah, of it
1: to my younger generation i want to tell them that it keeps their virility and it keeps their life and keeps their things healthy mm-hmm. and that we're being preventative in care right so in the middle age meaning 30 to 60 i'm saying that we're preventing being our parents because our parents just aged i don't know you know for mine my parents are in their late 70s and i looked at them and one day it was like they didn't have muscle strength they were short of breath they have diabetes, they had high blood pressure, what happened? And then I can tell you a true story is that my mother is 76 years old. Oh wow! They told her for the last 40 years, she didn't need hormones. Hmm. I told her she was crazy. She needed hormones. She was on antidepressants. She was heavy. She had weight gain, could never lose weight. I when I got involved in this company, I pelleted her. Hmm. My mother is 76 years old. They're active. They're healthy. They're not on antidepressants. They're not on high blood pressure medicine. She's lost 40 pounds. Wow. She's, at, I mean, like, in this 100-degree heat, they're out working Any in the yard. yard. You know, my out. father's still working on cars. I'm giving him hormone therapy. I mean, they're just incredible. They're just Full, I mean, like, their friends who are in their late 70s and 80s are going, what are you doing? How do they feel? Like reverse aging. No
0: I'll shit. I call it reverse aging. No shit. Yes. Do, do you think in the future we will be very close to something? You know, I know people, I hear people talking about stem cells and things like that, and, like, what do you? Like, what well, your... so
1: peptide therapy is becoming very popular. Mm-hmm. So with, uh, that's the same thing with stem cells. Mm-hmm. So stem cells is a big thing. Nobody knows a whole lot about it because it's not paid for by a lot of places or insurance. And so people don't want to invest in it. Yeah. But they're starting to invest in peptides, and peptides are the natural things that are happening. So mm-hmm. if you think of peptides versus steroids, um, peptides are naturally amino, building
0: amino acid,
1: correct, but they're naturally building muscle cells, where steroids are just enhancing muscle, spe- uh, muscle cells. Right. So if, if I took a guy who is 26 years old, and he started he started steroids at 15 or 16, or whatever he did in high school, and now he's at an age where his testosterone is low. I go try to transition him from a steroid therapy to a peptide therapy so that now he starts to grow new muscle. And I keep going back to the same concept of, like, your heart is a muscle. Mm-hmm. Start protecting your heart at a young age. Start protecting your prostate at a young age. And then when we get older, we don't have the same problems that we have.
0: And, and it's preventative. It's Absolutely,
1: yeah. 100%. So I'm teaching your body to do things naturally instead of teaching you things to enhance what you tried to put into it.
0: I appreciate you doing that
1: for me, <laughs> uh,
0: for us guys and ladies out there. Because, Absolutely, um, men
1: and women alike.
0: So for people that are interested in coming see you, you are located where again? At
1: 1939 Hickory Avenue okay. in Harrahan
0: Thank you. And um, any cool stuff coming up? You said you have a conference.
1: I do. I have a conference coming up. So we are doing some women's wellness and mm-hmm. vaginal rejuvenation.
0: Okay, awesome. And tightening awesome.
1: and also skin and body tightening. Okay. And then uh, we'll probably be doing some red light therapy, mm-hmm. and doing those all kinds of different modalities. And I have a with bunch the of big, scan,
0: yes. the body scan.
1: I have a Fit 3D body scan that kind of tells you all the basal metallic yes, rate that yeah. you need, and I have all these other things that you can kind of incorporate through that. It's good with training because it does your measurements. I kind of feel like measurements can be very subjective because what I measure and what you measure is two different things so if I can do a scan a 3D body scan and do that for you
0: yeah the layout um, is really sweet it's absolutely
1: the best thing and it's kind of digital so they're doing it for you when you come back you do it again you can kind of keep track of what you're doing keep your gains where you need mm -hmm. to go and on top of that, they have like the posture, so you kind of know how to train too.
0: That's what I thought was cool, and I actually tried to correct my form today working out with Alex uh, doing deadlifts because mm-hmm. I noticed like we're both we're all jacked up and yeah. we're trying to figure out like sure. yeah, and it's just on that on that print it shows you how you know uneven this foot is or that correct. foot. So correct. um That's uh. Yeah, it's, it's a great. good
1: tool. It's a good tool to use. Um, you know, nothing's hundred percent for sure. You know, well, you still got to put it in the work. Yeah, but I can tell you that through time, looking at those things, it's made a difference in my workouts. It's made a difference in my posture yeah. that I've had. And then for me, it's just something yeah. that keeps me accountable. You're stunt woman, well, it keeps yeah. me accountable for what I do. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, that's my fun job. Yeah, Well, yeah, <laughs> when you
0: told me that, I was like, in so the I've history.
1: done that since 1996. Whew. Yeah. So and I jumped out of buildings and caught on fire and flipped cars and whatever.
0: Did you obviously feel a big difference when you went from the old way of living to the new hormones and everything? 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So
1: that's for me a dangerous to go to, job. Correct. For yeah. me to go to work every day, I had to be mentally competent of what I was doing. I had to be physical. I had to have a certain body type, body style, body weight. And it was a constant struggle. So I would do everything that I could to lose weight. Mm-hmm. and I mean, every pharmaceutical that I could possibly get my mouth on. Um, I would do that. Any injectable that I need to do to lose the weight that I need to do. When I was able to do the hormone therapy and get optimized in my therapy, I never had to worry about it. Yeah. My strength was there. My focus was there and it was almost life saving for me.
0: That's, that's how I feel. And, um, and and I'm grateful that you're in my life now helping me and you've been helping a lot of my other buddies and friends and I've just been trying to send everybody to you. I love
1: it. I appreciate um,
0: it. You know, to bring awareness and, um, I'm just grateful that, uh, you're finally able to.
1: I think that's the biggest compliment that anybody can ever get in any kind of business is to refer people to you because yes. then you trust them.
0: Yes. And so far, so good. Well,
1: so, And you've been on therapy, too. So how are you feeling? with
0: I, that? I've been feeling great. Um, yeah. It's kind of weird. I expect some sort of decline or uh-huh. some sort of, you know, like we talked about, yeah. I was feeling a little depressed yeah. a couple of weeks ago. And you were like, that's probably because your testosterone is low. Uh-huh. Sure enough, it's it comes back low. And I just that blew my mind, you know, because uh-huh. I was still sure. taking certain things. And um, ever since what we did like two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've just been feeling good. And I feel like I'm getting better, which is even weirder. And even
1: a mutual friend that we know, I Mm -hmm, know that, mm -hmm. you know, he has come to me and said, I don't know what it is, but if it could be whatever
0: Af- life-changing kind of he said I mean, that's exactly his yeah, words he yeah. said
1: it's been life-changing to me in the last five weeks
0: Yeah, he's been posting pics every day and then know, shout absolutely. out to jacob jack of mine. absolutely
1: <laughs> and then like even so like knowing his levels and being able to push the limits on what i need to do as yeah. long as it stays healthy i'm looking at what his symptoms are and controlling those and that's i think that's important and that's why we missed the boat i think yeah. missing the boat on I'm, I'm trying to tell you something's wrong and you're just going to cookie cut in my medical history and right, no. tell me that's how I'm supposed to feel, and that's not okay.
0: No, and that when that blew my mind when you told me all that info mm-hmm. because that's not what like we're taught. Right. And um, I think like if anybody gets anything from this podcast tonight is that you are like this is like the new thing that people should be doing versus what we were taught.
1: This is something we've been doing for a long time, but this is now we're uh, we're developing awareness for our body sense. And we're also developing awareness that we don't have to feel a certain way just because someone told us to. Right. So we need to be better at what we're doing and be preventative in our care. And when we, when we preventative in our care, what happens is, is that we become better people. And when I allow my patients to drive the bus, they feel more in control. Mm-hmm. And when they're in control of their own healthcare, they become more compliant. So if I told you that you could have your lab work every five weeks, because you wanted to see your levels, and I can justify why I'm giving you lab work every five weeks because I'm doing your hormone therapy, then you feel like you're in control and you get to watch your levels. Yeah. I mean, I have triathletes that come in there that are in control of their, their trainings. And so when they're in control of their trainings and they do the things that they do, then what happens is they say, you know, I'm able to compete, I'm able to do things healthy yeah. and clean, and they feel like they're driving their bus for their health care. And I found out that people are more willing to, to put in the time and the effort when I give them control of yeah. what they're doing. Well, if you well. told me to go walk three blocks every day, I would tell you you're crazy. Right. But if you said, hey, you know what? It might benefit you to walk three blocks every day. I might really think about that. And after I walk three blocks, I'm gonna come to you and say, you had a great suggestion. Yeah. It was fantastic. Thank you. But when you tell me I have to do it, there's so many people that'll never do it.
0: well, well you're giving up people opportunity to drive that bus not in the rain like anymore like they're actually Correct. you're on the other the end of the walkie-talkie saying, hey, you know and like that's what I need. I need somebody to watch it closely because right. you know it's hormones.
2: So so like,
0: but you know, you're, you're keeping us in check by, you know, gauging us and telling us what's going on. And I think they're more responsible, like you said. And I think
1: that that if people, if people feel the the desire and the need to trust and they trust their providers because so many times I sat in front of my provider and said, I don't even care what you say because I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. I don't like what you have to say to me. You have talked down to me at some point, or you made me think that I was crazy at some point anything that comes out your mouth after that point, I really have no desire to listen to. And so I'm not going to come back to you, I'm not going to do anything that's going to make myself better, I'm just going to give up and just continue to be the lazy, depressed, anxiety driven person, because they told me that was not normal, Uh, that they told me that was normal. Mm. And I'm saying it's not. So if I'm telling you, it's not normal, and I could develop this mutual trust with you, you're going to be more honest with me about the medicines that you're doing, More honest with me about your training, about your feelings and i'm able to fix you a whole lot better because you've given me the options and the ability to listen to what you're really feeling and find that solution
0: thank you for that holly absolutely um i really appreciate you coming on the show i know you're super busy and okay. um it's thank uh you. i think you gave a lot of great information tonight for people um I would love to have you back one day, Absolutely. Whenever, you know, and um, I look forward to seeing you at the office and uh, catching up on the blood work in a few weeks.
1: Absolutely. I can't wait to, to right. see your numbers. Thank
0: you. Thank you. If you guys like this episode, please like and subscribe and share. And um, thank you, Holly, for coming on. And Thanks for having We'll me. see you all later. Absolutely. Have a good night.
1: Good night.